Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. The Rose Child, Episode 1, The Time of Roses. Dietrich, the sheriff of Wildbach, who had once owned considerable property, had for several years been falling into bad ways, and by this means had lost his position and his salary. His only occupation was cutting a few tufts of grass from his uncultivated fields and carrying it home to feed his poor little goat. For himself and his foster child there were only a few potatoes and a little milk. After dinner, Dietrich would vanish and not appear again until toward night to milk the goat. Then he was seen no more at home, but everyone knew that he sat in the tavern until late at night, and that soon house and land and goat would be taken from him to pay his debts. As long as his wife had lived, things had gone better. They had had more land and a cow, and the wife had worked industriously early and late. They had never had any children of their own, but an orphan niece of Dietrich's had been living with them for three years. He had lost his wife the year before, and since then things had gone so rapidly from bad to worse that everyone wondered at the child's fresh, blooming appearance. She was now eight years old, and was everywhere called Rose Restley for she was never seen without a rose in her hand or in her mouth. Restley, her real name was Teresa, had such a love for roses that she gazed with her merry blue eyes so longingly into every garden where roses grew that the owners inside would call out kindly, Would you like one? And Rose Restley, beaming with delight, would stretch her little hand through the fence and receive her prize gratefully. So the child was always seen, surrounded with roses, as soon as they began to bloom, and everyone knew the blooming Rose Restley, and were fond of her. She did not see much of her uncle. In the morning she went to school, and at noon he usually said, I shall not be home tonight, but you will find something to eat. But the cupboard was always empty. It was well that here and there a child at school gave Rose Restley apples, or pears, or even a slice of bread, and often when she had to go hungry she could run freely to the garden round about where the roses grew, and gather a few, and in this pleasure she would forget everything else. Today again the child had found no supper, but for all that she skipped happily across the meadows. It was a bright summer evening. The butterflies were fluttering up and down in the blue air, and high above the swallows flew round in a circle, twittering summer-like, and all about in the meadows the crickets were chirping merrily, so that Rose Restley became more and more gladsome, and jumped higher and higher as if she would fly away with the butterflies. Thus in a short time she came to a garden which lay at a distance, on a wooded hill, and always had the most beautiful roses. The garden was surrounded by a wooden fence, and Rose Restley quickly climbed up on the lower rail and looked longingly into the garden. "'Come right in,' called a voice from behind the trees. "'I know very well what you are looking for. Today you shall have some more roses.' 
Rose Restley didn't want, wait to be asked a second time. She stepped quickly inside, went straight to the fragrant rose bed, and looked in wonderment at the multitude of red and white, light and dark blossoms glowing and giving forth their perfume together. Then the president's wife, the owner of the garden, came up to her. She had many times before given roses to Restley, and had just now come in. You have come at just the right time today, Restley, she said. You shall have a big bunch, but many of the roses are ready to fall. You see, so you must be a little quiet and not jump so high, as you usually do, or all the petals will fall off the flowers before you reach home. Then the president's wife carefully cut a rose here and another there, and then two together, light and dark, red and white ones, until she made a big, large, wonderful bouquet. Rose Restley's eyes grew bigger and bigger, for she had never held anything so wonderfully beautiful in her hand before. But here and there the fragrant petals were falling to the ground, and the bare stems looked so sad among the other flowers that Rose Rustley seemed quite alarmed. See, see, said the lady warningly, you will have to walk very slowly to your house, or you will not have three left with their petals on when you get there. Rose Restley thanked her politely and started on her way back. This led her past a miserable little hut, where lived the sorrow mother, a quiet woman with a sorrowful face. Rose Restley had never heard her called anything else, and supposed that she had no other name. Sorrow mother, called Restley, when she saw the old woman at the window. See, see, have you ever seen such roses? No, Restley, not for a long time replied the woman, and the ch child went on her way, quite absorbed in the sweetness and beauty of her flowers. As Restley was passing the last house on the road, the woman of the house called the peasant woman of the crossway, because she lived where two roads crossed, came out, and with both of her strong arms on her hips, looked at the child. Well, well, you are really a Rose Restley today, she called to her. Come, show me your treasures close too. Rose Restley turned quickly round and joyfully held her bouquet out to her, but with her quick movement the petals dropped from three or four of the roses and fluttered to the ground. Restley looked at them sadly. Too bad, said the woman, but they would be just right for me. Child, give me your roses and you shall have a good piece of bread for them. You can't carry them any farther. By the time you get home you will have nothing but stems in your hand. Come, give them to me. All my roses and not have any to keep, asked Restley, quite taken aback. You can keep one of them. See this one. The others will fall right away. Come, lay them in here. They mustn't be lost, said the peasant woman, and held out an a her apron. Restley laid her roses in it, all except one which she placed in the front of her little dress, where she almost always wore a rosebud. Then the peasant woman went into the house, and soon came back again with a big slice of bread in her hand, at sight of which the child suddenly realized that she was very hungry. "'Listen, Restley, I will give you some good advice,' said the peasant woman, as she gave the bread to the child. "'Take a little basket, go every evening, where there are roses growing, and ask for the ones that are ready to fall. Then put them right into the basket, so that you will not lose the leaves. For I need them, and every evening, if you will bring me a nice little pile of petals, you shall have a good big piece of bread. Will you do it?' 
Yes, yeah, yeah, surely, said Rose Resley, and started on her way home, eating her bread with great satisfaction. When the child passed by the sorrow mother's cottage again, she was coming along home, carrying on her back the bundle of fagots she had gathered. What has become of your beautiful roses? she asked when the child came up to her. Resley told her the whole story, and how she was going to bring rose leaves every day to the crossroad woman. The sorrow mother listened thoughtfully. Then she said timidly, Resley, won't you come to me tomorrow before you take the roses to the peasant woman? I should like to ask you something then. Yes, I will do that. So sleep well, sorrow mother. Whereupon Resley went on her way. When she reached her uncle's distant cottage, she went into the silent, lonely room. She closed no door, made no light. Like a little bird, she sought her nest in foaming and soon was sleeping peacefully. She dreamed of her roses until the bright sun wakened her again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Acresoft Story Classic.